You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 209, with Bill Ferguson. Today, we're getting your power back. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast. The audio may sound a little bit different today, but that's because I am in my brand new home office. I have nothing on the walls, so there's a little bit of an echo, and there's some ticking going on with my audio today for some reason I haven't quite figured out. But anyway, I'm getting things going here again. I'm down here in Tampa, Florida, finally relocated from Hawaii after multiple years, and spending a little bit of time away from my family. Now I'm back reunited with my family. I'm super excited. We spent the weekend at uh, Bush Gardens and just exploring Tampa a little bit, getting to know this amazing town, and, you know, this is what we're calling home now. Anyhow, if the audio sounds funny, it's because I'm in my brand new office and totally loving our new house and just digging the whole uh, working from the home lifestyle. (laughs) It is different. Um, My commute is all of like maybe 30 seconds. The most traffic that I have is probably a cat and a a chihuahua pile up in the kitchen. Other than that, (laughs) not much else. I don't have to deal with the traffic anymore at this point. So totally digging that as well. So today we're talking about getting your power back. And to stay with that theme, business owners, small business owners specifically, I have something specifically I'm going to be sharing with you here mid-show, and it has so much to do with getting your power back or just getting your power if you've never had it in your business. Look, the fact of the matter is you are great at what you do in your business. If you're a chiropractor, a dentist, a plumber, a contractor, I mean, you name it, You are excellent at what you do, which is why you decided to start a business because you wanted to share your skills with others. The problem is most of you, quite frankly, suck at business and you suck even more at marketing. I'm telling you this out of the kindness of my heart because I'm just so tired of seeing so many people spending so many businesses wasting so much money on marketing. You're just doing the same thing everybody else is doing, and they're not getting any better results than you are. You're not differentiating yourself from your competitors, from your peers, and quite frankly, you look like everybody else, and you're you're just wasting money. You know, if you go to the yellow pages, whether online or offline, there's still printed version out there, believe it or not, and 99.9% of the ads that are in the yellow pages suck. They're spending hundreds of dollars, even thousands of dollars on full-page ads, and they're terrible, and I know how to fix them. Damn near every one of those ads are created for the now buyer. That's the person who's ready to purchase right now today. And generally, when somebody opens up the yellow pages, they're looking to purchase right now, which is good for them, which is why it seems to work. But if somebody's searching online on Google or sees a billboard, I didn't have billboards in Hawaii. There are so many billboards out here in Florida. And I see these billboards. They are all just like the Yellow Pages. They're, they're designed for now buyers. 
like the lawyers that are out there. They're designed for the guy that just got in a wreck that minute right underneath that billboard. And that's the number they're going to call. But what about those of us out there who just want some information? We want to know what are we going to do in the event that we get into an accident? What are we going to do in the event that we need that product or service? I want to know more about it. There's no way to get that information without being bombarded with so many other competitors. You want your name front and center, and you want your services front and center in that prospect's mind when they decide to purchase. And that is 99.9% .9 of the population out there. They're not now buyers. They're not ready to buy now. And you want to be in their head when they are ready to buy rather than them go online and get on a Google search and search for somebody else. So anyway, mid-show, I have an offer specifically for you small business owners, and I just absolutely know you're going to take me up on it because it is truly an offer that you can't refuse. So let me bring out our future guest today. Bill Ferguson's approach to life has been called the penicillin of psychology. <laughs> I love that. He has been featured on Oprah and recommended by the Wall Street Journal. His book, How to Heal a Painful Relationship, has become a national bestseller. His newest book, Get Your Power Back, shows how to find and heal the inner issues that destroy love and sabotage our lives. Bill shows step-by-step step how to resolve problem areas, heal relationships, and create a great life. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Bill Ferguson. Bill, welcome to Men of Abundance. How are you doing today? Good, good. I'm glad I'm here. I am too. Where are you at in the world? Houston, Houston, Texas. Man, I, I've, I've spent a lot of time in Texas. Uh, I've lived in San Antonio, El Paso, Colleen. Don't recommend that. Um, that's a personal <laughs> preference. <laughs> Don't nobody get mad at me. I know some of you out there like Colleen and Fort Hood and all that stuff. But um, Yeah, where did you grow up? I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, I grew up in Scottsdale. Oh, really? What a small yeah. world. I was listening to one of your podcasts, and you mentioned that you drove from Phoenix to someplace, and it's like, you know, I wonder if he was from Phoenix. Yeah, born and raised. Wow. Yeah, I went yeah, to, I graduated from Carl Hayden High School. Wow. On the southwest side. I was minority where I grew up at. Definitely wow. the school I went to was like 10% Caucasian. But wow. it was a good time, man. It was definitely a good time. So, you know, before, you've listened to a couple episodes, obviously. So, you know, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Bill? Well, the number of things. I'm, I'm, when you ask that question, my first reaction is I'm so, so thankful for my life. And, and I'm thankful for the awareness that I've been given. I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my health, just everything about my life. I'm just very, uh, very, very thankful for it. I, I feel like I'm more appreciative of my life than ever before. That's amazing. And you know, as you said that, um, it just really dawned on me. And this is one of the parts where I kind of get off, kind of stay on script, but get off script a little bit. You know, guys, I ask this question of every single guest. And quite frankly, I ask this question of myself every single morning. And I respond to it. And you know, sometimes we hear things and we say things and we just kind of go through the motions. But guys, I'm telling you, I can't emphasize enough the importance of showing gratitude in your actions. And, and just having that thought of gratitude in your mind um, every single day. It's truly life-changing to do that 
as a habit every single day. It's not even a habit anymore. It's just I wake up and immediately the thought on my on my mind is somebody somebody maybe I dreamt about, I don't know. It just pops into my mind. An event, an action, um, you know, clean sheets, you know. Um yes. you just it's just the simplest things. But it truly makes a huge impact in your life. Any thoughts on that, Bill? I remember years ago, I, uh, I used to do a lot of long distance running and and I had to do a knee surgery. So I uh, just got out of the hospital, I was walking on crutches and then we went to a dinner and I got food poisoning. Mm. So the next day I was very sick from the food, food poisoning and plus I couldn't walk. And, and, I, and ever since then, I've had a deep, deep appreciation for normal. Mm-hmm. Never could I appreciate normal until it was gone. Right. And, and another thing is that, that I'm all the time hearing about people that have very difficult challenges in life and people getting cancer and dying and things like that. And every time I hear something like that, I become so much more appreciative of of my life of what I have. Yeah, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It's, it's interesting how something like that really those those traumatic events in life and we're gonna get to your kick in the gut moment, but it's amazing how those events uh really do make us appreciate the things we do have. Yes. Yes. And and um and one thing I found is that that we all have challenges and, and difficult times. But that difficult times are actually brought to us. They're brought to us for our healing, for our growth. They force us to look at things that we need to look at. They put our issues in our face so that we can heal them. They kick us out of the nest. They get us ready for our future. Um, and then the more you can let go and flow with them, the difficult times move quickly. Right. But when you fight them, you know, they just they, they, they get a lot worse. Well, it's all part of the learning process, you know. This, they're done for us, not to us. And they truly yes. are a part of our learning process. Yes, like part of why we're here is to grow. So we're we're constantly being brought, you know, what we need for our healing and our growth. Yeah. And my br- brother said something. Uh, I consider myself spiritual but not religious. My brother said something once. He said that, that what really matters is not what's outside of us. What really matters is what's inside. So looking at it in terms of spirituality, you can say that, you know, that God's not particularly interested in what's outside. He's interested in what's inside. Mm-hmm. So he's constantly bringing us what we need for the inside. And it's usually the opposite of what we want on the outside. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That is absolutely yeah. the truth. It's like whatever we hang on to gets ripped away and whatever we resist gets put in our face. But it's all about teaching us to let go and flow with life. Absolutely. Very well said. How would you describe yourself, Bill? Uh, I mean, how would I describe my personality? Yeah, just who you are as a person. Uh, consider myself to be uh, very open, very uh, loving, uh, very appreciative. Uh, that's probably the, what I would the words I would use. Excellent. Yeah, I, I didn't use didn't used to be that way. Well, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I mean, very much interesting that you say that. Is 
there's a lot of things I didn't used to be that I am today. Yeah. And thank God. Thank God and thank my wife, quite frankly, and thank this podcast. Because over the last two years of having these conversations with all of you, you know, you and all of these men and women that I've had the opportunity to have conversations with and grow with them. And, and I've grown with a lot of these folks. I've known many of them. They've become friends of mine. And they've been, become more and more influencers, and I've influenced them. And together we've grown and we've all become better people than we were. You know, I always yeah. want to try to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. Not better than anybody else in general, but just yeah. a better version of myself. And Lord knows I have, man, I have grown. And I, I just can't, uh, you know, a lot of it is, you know, re- me personally, reading the Bible getting to know God much better. My wife is definitely a huge influence in that, and this podcast is a huge influence in that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, and the thing, thing that I found it so important is to take the focus off of the outside and put the focus on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you said that a couple of times. We're going to definitely dig more into that. And um, one of the things that you know that we talk about is that that kick in the gut moment that defines some of our lives and some of us it kicks us down and keeps us down for a little while but what we're here to do guys is we're here to try to if you're in one of those kick in the gut moments right now we're here to show you that while you your story is unique to you we all have those kick in the gut moments and we can come out of them and we're trying to show you a little a few things maybe that you maybe some techniques or some ideas to help you get out of that kick in the gut moment so Bill if you would uh, share one of those kick in the gut moments with us and really make us feel it. Okay. The uh, most painful time in my life was the most wonderful. Uh, my life was about running from failure, trying to prove what a success I was. And in my drive to be a success, well, I kept creating more and more failure. And then finally, there was a point when I purchased a whole bunch of real estate, highly leveraged right before the market collapsed. Mm. And and I lost all my investments, I lost my office, and I lost my home. I lost everything. And, and it was a very, very painful time in my life, but it was one of the most important because what it did was it put failure in my face so big, I couldn't escape it. Because up to that point, I'd do anything rather than look at it. But this time it was just, it was so much in my face and I looked over my life and I just saw this overwhelming evidence to prove what a failure I was. Now there was also the side of the coin called success that was there too, but at the time I couldn't see that. All I could see was failure. And then there was this moment when I surrendered to it. And I just, you know, I saw all the evidence to prove that it was there and I just surrendered to it. And, and I let in what an incredible failure I was, I am. I let it in. And I didn't realize it at the time, but the moment I did that, my fear of failure lost its power. Mm. The tunnel vision lost its power. And, and I could see everything so much clearer. And then there was this point shortly after that where I felt this wonderful freedom. It's like, oh, how great, I'm a failure. How wonderful, it takes all the pressure off because now I don't have to be a success. I can just be me. And that was the point when my life started working. Wow, so what do you think, what kind of 
brought up that whole idea that you realized that you were a failure. What was the catalyst for all of that? Well, it was just it was just seeing everything. Here, I lost my all my real estate. I lost my you know office. I lost my home, and then in that hurt, you know, I would look at my life from that place of hurt and just see lots of other times where things like that happen. Right. Yeah, you know, they're just this. this oh, you see, because success and failure it's part of being human. It's in everybody. Mm-hmm. But there's that part of me called failure that I'd been denying and running from. And then once I faced it, I didn't need to run from it anymore. And there was just this wonderful freedom. And, and then, then what would that do for you? Where'd that, where'd that go from there? Well, one thing I saw was the same thing is happening in everybody. See, when we're born, we're born pure law, but we're born into a world that kills law. So every one of us collides with our, our culture. Every one of us experiences very painful losses of law. And as little kids, the only way we can explain these incredibly painful losses of law is to blame ourselves. We can't help but internalize it. And then we create the belief that we're in some way not okay, not good enough, not worth loving, worthless, failure, stupid, don't count, don't matter, something like that. And it is never, never, never the truth. It's just a, you know, a judgment. But as a child, it becomes our truth. And then we spend the whole rest of our lives running from it. And anything that triggers that hurt will be perceived as a threat. So we'll be forced to fight, resist, hang on, withdraw, which will then sabotage that area of life and create more of the very hurt we're trying to escape. Wow. So what I saw is that literally every area of life that doesn't work can be traced to this hurt. Every self-sabotage and behavior pattern can be traced to this hurt. Every area of life where we suffer can be traced to this hurt. Yeah, and one of the th- ways that when I'm think when you're saying that I'm thinking about something the thought process that I had before with that self-sabotage is that hurt and that 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 fear of failure it kind of sets a therm- to kind of put an analogy to it because I like analogies. It kind of sets a thermostat to our life and to our relationship and to our income, and so on and so forth. And it kind of just stays right there. So, what do guys do? What are what are guys able to do to push past that? Well, you get, well, let me just mention one other thing. Any area of life that isn't working, any relationship that isn't working is an area where we're fighting the truth. Mm. You know, something is the way that it is and we're fighting it. And when you can, and and why we fight the truth is because the truth hurts. It strikes this nerve. But, But we're fighting this particular area of life. If you could surrender to that area of life, stop fighting it, then automatically you would look in a direction where solutions, opportunity, and possibility show up. So the areas of life that work great are areas where you can flow with whatever happens. The areas of life that don't work are areas where we fight what happens. Instead of putting the focus on what do I need to do based on the facts, the focus is on fighting the facts. And that destroys our ability to see what needs to be done and it forces us to act in a way that actually magnifies the problem. 
Very interesting. Can you give me an example of that? Share with us sure. an example of that, how that would look in a relationship, for instance. Sure. Well, let me give you a great example. Uh, my wife and I used to have a, a black and white cat, and that cat wouldn't bark. <laughs> and and I could yell at the cat, scream at the cat, plead with the cat. didn't make any difference because no matter what I did, that cat still wasn't going to bark. Well, if I could surrender to the truth, okay, the cat's just not going to bark, then automatically I put my focus on, okay, based on the facts, what do I need to do? If I want to hear barking, go get a dog. See, that's where life works. But where life doesn't work is when we blame the facts. So in my example, I'm going to be convinced that the cat's the problem, but the cat's not the problem. The cat's just the cat. The problem is my fighting the cat. And in my fighting the cat, I create a nightmare. And then now the cat not only does it not bark, but now it's starting to bite. Hmm. See, and the same thing happens in relationships. The, the, the number one biggest killer of relationships is not being at peace with the truth of the way somebody is. You're you. I can love the way, I can hate the way you are, ain't going to change a thing. But if I can accept the you that you are and appreciate the you that you are, that creates the experience of love and our relationship will flourish. If I fight the way you are, then whatever it is in you that I'm resisting is going to get magnified. I'm going to destroy love. I'm going to create conflict and our relationship is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah, I totally get that. And, and the same thing is with literally every area of life that isn't working. Why it's not working is because we're fighting the truth. Fighting the truth destroys our ability to see what needs to be done and it forces us to magnify the problem. And why we fight the truth is because the truth hurts. It strikes a nerve. Hmm. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense to me. So, you know, you've got two books out there. You've got How to Heal a Painful Relationship and then your newest book, Get Your Power Back. What is Get Your Power yes. Back? What is the premise of that and what are we talking about here? Okay, well, the, the book, Get Your Power Back, is about how do you find and heal these deeper issues that mess up our lives. Because the more you heal this hurt, the more you restore your ability to see clearly, and you actually get your power back. Hmm. Now, look at, see, at any moment, we're totally, hopelessly at the effect of the world around us. No matter what happens, we're going to react. Well, what we don't notice is that simultaneously, the world around us is totally, hopelessly at the effect of us. No matter what you do or don't do, the world around you is going to respond to you. That makes you the cause. <laughs> yeah. So at any moment, we are the effect. We are also the cause. We're the victim. We're also the creator. But we only experience ourselves as being one or the other. When you experience yourself as being at the effect, which is where we most people spend our lives, where most of us spend our lives, is when you're at the effect, life is on top of you. The circumstances have total power over you. We have, have no power. And in that state of being powerless, we lose our confidence, we lose our energy, we become very ineffective. Mm -hmm. And any time you're in, you're in a state of upset or any time you're in the presence of an area of life that isn't working, you're at the effect. Yeah. This is so powerful. Just uh, last week, it was a week or so ago, um, um, 
somebody we were at an event and somebody was late and this individual is texting the group of us and saying you know i'm late because all you know the traffic's backed up at the gate and all this stuff and i and i just replied back i said you know when you blame other people and other events for your shortcomings you render yourself powerless and they didn't like that they they did not like that and you know they pushed back on it or this individual did and um, I just let it go. I just let it sink in because it's absolutely correct. And on the other side of that, as you're stating, and what I'm getting from this is that when you realize that you are the cause of the effect, then you realize that you have the power. That gives you power. Yeah. Because yeah, when you're when you're blaming, you're giving power to whatever you blame, and then you're stuck. But when you point at you, you can you you get your power back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's, here's another thing, an example. You, you mentioned, uh, saw something in your work about talking about people pivot where they make a change in their life. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to give you an example of being at cause. Have you ever had a time in your life when there was something that nagged at you and it nagged at you and it just bothered you and then you reached a point where you decided, all right, enough is enough. I'm tired of messing with this. I'm going to handle it. Absolutely. Yeah, so... So the moment we do that, we shift from being at the effect to being at cause. The moment you do that, the more you decide, okay, that's the way it is. All right, now what am I going to do about it? The moment you, you do that, create a plan of action, you shift from being at the effect to being at cause. When you live your life at cause, and it's possible to live at cause most all the time, when you live your life at cause, you're on top of life, you have power, you can chart your course, you can make your dreams come true. Mm. And living at cause is actually the natural state, but there's something that we do that destroys it. The thing that puts us at the effect, because we're not actually at the effect of anything, but we put ourselves at the effect. What it is that takes away our power and puts it as, puts us at the effect is fighting the truth of something. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah, the moment you do that, you give your power to whatever it is that you're 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 resisting and then and and that area of life then becomes on top of you. Yeah, I've heard that you know it makes perfect sense to me. I've just never heard it put quite that way and I absolutely love it. Um, and I hope this is reaching you guys. I hope you're really listening to this because this isn't, you know, some hocus pocus type of stuff. This is factual, actual, uh, you know, cause and effect uh, that you have control over your life. And it's so powerful to be able to, one, you know, you talk a lot, you mentioned a lot about truth. And it's, I feel the same, you know, we talk about being truthful with people, being just deadly straight honest with somebody. It's so liberating to be able to do that but so many people don't because in fear of being seen as a certain way or I don't want to be mean by telling yeah. somebody that you know you really can't sing your mom lied to you your whole life type of thing like they do on you know America's Got Talent type of thing where everybody gets mad at Simon because he's just telling people the truth you know yeah. Um, and yeah. but it's so liberating and it's you're just doing the person the right thing but you're also doing yourself the right thing by by telling yourself the truth and sometimes, guys, if you don't, ha- if you're not able to tell yourself the truth, if you think you, you know, if you're not sure about it, go get in a group of guys, a group of guys who are not afraid of you, who are not afraid of saying what they, ha- what needs to be said, and 
you'll be told the truth. If anything, talk to your kid. You know, some kids. Kids are very truthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in life, the more you can surrender to the truth of the way something is, that gives you power because when you can see the when you can be when you're at peace with the truth, you can see the truth. When you can see the truth, you can see what you need to do based on what the truth is. That's where you're very effective. <laughs> yeah. The areas of the areas of life that don't work are areas where you fight the truth, and when you can't fight the truth, when you when you fight the truth, you can't see the truth. It's like that example of fighting the cat for not barking. Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm busy fighting the cat for not barking, I can't even see that the cat doesn't have a choice. Yeah, well, you know, Bill, let me ask you this because this is something that's been on my mind lately, and I, I learned this a long, long time ago. I used to be an equal opportunity advisor, and people would come to me with all their, you know, complaints and whatnot that they're being discriminated against or whatever, and they'd usually come to me right in the heat of the moment, like immediately after the event or the last draw, if you will, and their emotions are super high, and I would make an appointment with them. First, I'd make sure, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to hurt somebody else? Are you okay? Are you going to be good until tomorrow because we can, you know, walk to the chaplain or something like that? But for you and I to have a conversation, a rational conversation, I wouldn't tell them this, but I would. I just know that we can't have emotions involved. Otherwise, we're not going to get to a rational conversation. And so my question is, in reference to that, is when emotions are involved, have you seen anything or have you studied anything or... Um, to the effect that emotions, how emotions affect the truth. Oh, absolutely. They blind you. Yeah. See, when, when you're in a state of fear and upset, it's all about emotion. And the emotion will blind you and it will prevent you from seeing the truth. See, in order to have life be great, there's things you got to do. There's action you got to take. It's so important that your action that your decisions and your actions are based on facts. But when you're in a state of fear and upset, facts are irrelevant. Our decisions and actions are all based on emotion. Mm-hmm. And then and then, what happens is the decisions and actions that you make out of fear and upset create and bring to us more of the very hurt we're avoiding. So it's like, it, it's very important to get that emotion out of you. Like when I work with couples, I do a lot of individual work with people. And then when I work with couples, you know, so often they got all the upset. But you see, the upset blinds them. They, they can't, you can't even have a conversation about what's needed and what works. So first thing is you got to get that emotion out of you. Right. And how can, how, can, how can one do that? I mean, we know the old thing, you know, go somewhere, count to 10, come back and let's have a conversation type of thing. But what are some techniques that we can do to get that emotion out of us so that we can have a rational conversation and find the truth? Well, one thing is to be willing to feel the hurt. When we get hurt, there's all sorts of chemical reactions that take place inside of us. These chemical reactions create a very negative energy. This negative energy needs to be purged. And a great way to see how to purge this energy is to look at little kids. Little kids are masters at releasing negative energy. And the thing that they do is they feel their hurt willingly. When you feel the hurt willingly, that allows it to come and go. 
And feeling hurt doesn't equal healing. It's how you feel it determines whether it goes or it stays. We have been taught to suppress our hurt. We've been taught to avoid our hurt. When we resist the hurt, when we suppress the hurt, we turn it into pain. We make it stronger. We bury it. And, and we sabotage our lives. Mm. Wow. So, so the key to releasing hurt is to feel it deliberately, purposefully, because you choose to. Because you want to reach in and grab it and pull it out. And when you do that, you can have a major, major healing in moments. And I can give you some examples of this, but it's just one of the, see, we were created as human beings, we're created with the ability to always be pure inside, and we were created with the ability to release our negative emotion within moments, no matter what happens. And that's the natural healing process. But our culture teaches us to relate to hurt in a way that destroys it. Mm. So the, so one of the most important things somebody could learn as far as a skill is to be able to restore your peace fast, no matter what your circumstances are. Because yeah. if you've got a difficult situation, you need to get you present. You need to get rid of the junk so that you can see what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that. I've heard variations of that so many times uh, with all the men that I've talked to in the various groups and um, everybody from psychologists to just everybody. I mean, anybody who's ever studied any of this is it just makes perfect sense. And guys, you just really got to kind of grab onto some of this information, go back and listen to it again and really implement it and get into groups that will help you, you know, kind of foster some of this thought process. So, Bill, what are, I'm a sucker for good news stories, man. What are some good news stories that's come out of some of the relationships that you've worked with or anything else that you feel would be relevant to our conversation? Oh, gosh. You know, I've just seen so many people that have uh, healed their relationships, turned their lives around. And, and I think that the, the, the biggest thing is that people live their lives a different way so that the circumstances just don't have the power that they used to. See, we live in a world where we're taught that it's all about the circumstances, that happiness comes from outside of me, fear comes from outside of me, upsets come from outside of me. So as long as we believe that, we've got to force outside of us to be a certain way so that we'll be happy and not upset. But that's an illusion because happiness, fear, and upsets can never come from outside of us. They can only come from within. And when you take the focus off of your circumstances and put the focus inside of you, it changes the way you live your life, which then changes what happens around you. Mm. You know, relationships can heal, problem areas can clear up, and life becomes a lot more fun. <laughs> that is the truth right there, man. That, that has been my experience. That's all I can say. I know, well, it's yeah. been my experience, and it's been my experience of guys who I've watched transform through this process. And um, it's a wonderful thing to see. Uh, it truly is a happier life. Yes, because we, we live in a world that's where we're asleep, <laughs> you know, where, where all of our focus is outside of us, not realizing that what's outside of us is never the problem, it's the symptom. Yeah. You know, and as long as we go through life trying to change the symptom, nothing's going to change. But when you take the focus off of the outside and start putting the focus on the inside, that's where you get your power. 
It's so powerful. And there's so, so much more comes into your life, guys. It's just amazing. So, Bill, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that, brother? Sure. Entrepreneurs and small business owners, check this out. I know that you are amazing at what you do, whether you're a chef or a plumber or uh, chiropractor, dentist, contractor, architect, whatever it is, I know you are badass at what you do. And if you're not seeing the results that you want, meaning if you're not making the money that you want, and you're not getting the clients that you want, I'm talking that perfect client that you'd love to work with, and instead you have those clients that are just difficult and won't pay you what you're worth, if that's the case, the problem is you suck at business and you suck at marketing. And I'm telling you this out of the kindness of my heart. I see businesses struggling every day. And one of the first things that I see that's easy to see is their marketing. Their marketing sucks. Their marketing is like everybody else's. They're saying stuff like, call this number for a free consultation or call this number for a free estimate or call this number so that we can sell you and get you on the phone and talk you into buying stuff that you don't even know you want to buy yet. Okay, I threw that stuff in there myself. Nobody's really saying that, but that's what they're actually saying. That's what you're seeing when you see an ad like that. That's what you're seeing when you see a, a, a marketing piece like that on Facebook, on a billboard, on TV, on the radio, wherever it's at. Look, you got into business to make a difference. You got into business to show off your skills, and you got into business ultimately to make money, right? So why are you not doing that? And why are you spending money on advertising that is simply not working? I'll tell you why. Because chances are you never hired anybody to help you with your marketing. And even if you did, some of those guys out there, most of the guys out there, quite frankly, are using outdated techniques. They want you to brand your company. They want you to brand your company and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars like Coca-Cola does just to get their name out there or any of the other big names like Budweiser. That's not where you're at right now in business. That's not where you should be. You should be marketing in a specific way that I can show you how to market. But here's the thing. Marketing, regardless of what anybody says, is not going to bring you immediate revenue. Now, I can alter your current marketing, I can make your marketing better, and I can help you get leads much quicker and convert many more leads. I can take the leads that you're currently getting every single day and every month and convert them way better than what your current uh, conversion rates are. But I also have techniques, specific business strategies that are going to put money in your pocket in the next couple of weeks. That's what I do and that's what I'm here offering to you right now. What I want to do is I'm in the process of starting a new podcast and it's going to be based around business breakthroughs where I'm going to sit down and evaluate a business and go through the whole process from the marketing to two, maybe three of the hundreds of strategies that I have stored in my e-learning platform. And just for being a listener of this podcast, the Men of Abundance podcast, I am offering you the opportunity to be amongst the first businesses that I review for this new podcast. I haven't even got the name of it yet, but I'm already doing business reviews and recording them and getting case studies for this podcast. And what I'm looking for is unique and different industries to do these case studies with. And each and every business owner that I do this evaluation for is going to walk away with some amazing ideas to implement and double, triple, quadruple, and beyond their revenue over the next 12 months to five years. Now, here's the thing. This podcast is not going to be a long-lasting podcast. I'm only going to do this for maybe a season of two to three months. 
because I think in that time I'm going to get more than enough case studies that is going to prove how well my system works for virtually any industry out there. So if you're struggling in your business and can't figure out why and what I have just said has got you excited, send me an email to info at apmasterycoach.com. In the email, explain to me a little bit about your business, your industry, what your main struggles are, what your biggest wins are. Don't forget that part. I want to know what your biggest wins are, along with your biggest struggles. And then I will get back with you so that we can start getting the ball rolling to getting a recorded evaluation of your business. And by the way, if for whatever reason you don't want your business evaluation put out on a podcast for the whole world to listen to, then let me know that as well because what we'll do is we can still record and I will just use your results anonymously. I won't even use the business name. I'll use the industry but not the business name so that all of our listeners can benefit from the evaluation and that gives you the opportunity to get your business evaluated even if you don't want to put out there so that you can go implement the strategies that we come up with during the evaluation. So again, if you want me to evaluate your business so that you can finally start living the life of abundance and prosperity in your life and your business, then send me an email to info at apmasterycoach.com. Now, let's get back to the conversation. All right, so share with our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Okay, Uh, one real big thing is whenever you get upset, notice you're fighting the truth. And then surrender to the truth And then the more you can surrender to the truth, which is letting go, the more you can let go and be willing for things to be however they are, then you become a thousand times more effective. Another thing, one of the keys in doing this is to be willing to feel the hurt. See, on the surface, we resist circumstances, but at a deeper level, we never resist the circumstances. We resist the emotion. So the more you avoid the hurt, the circumstances of your life are going to have total power over you. But the more you're willing to feel your hurt, your circumstances will have no power over you. Mm. So the second thing is be willing to feel the hurt. Feel it deliberately, purposely, because you choose to. Reach in, grab it, and pull it out of you. You know, develop your ability to restore your peace fast, no matter what your circumstances are. Wow, very powerful. So those, those those are the big things. I love it. I love it. And I was thinking about, you know, as you were saying that, this isn't something that's a snap of the fingers and, and you're just going to get it done. But little things that I know that I can help remind myself to do some of this stuff is to is to have, like, you know, maybe on my computer or somewhere, little reminders of things, you know, like, you know, feel the hurt or some of these just words that are in my face um, so that when I get into those situations, I can remind myself that hey I need to do this right now right at this point in time what are some thoughts on that you'd have to uh, help our guys kind of work into this process well one thing well, there, there's a couple of things one of the things is to find activities that you can do that put you back in the light that, that pull you out of the realm of circumstances and put you back present with you uh, some people it's being in nature for me I go to long walks or I can go to a uh, a new Catholic mass I get restored some people it's meditating doing yoga uh, but find what are the things that recharge the batteries to your soul and do them often 
because the more you recharge your soul, the more the circumstances lose power. Very good. Very cool. Absolutely. Find your thing, guys. Find whatever it is. Don't worry about what others is or is not. Consider what you what, what really rejuvenates you and, and just do that as much as possible. Yeah. And another thing, and, and this is probably the most important of all, is we got to find and heal that deeper hurt that messes everything up. Mm-hmm. Because you can't overpower it, you can't discipline your way through it, you can't escape it. It's too big. But you can heal it, you can take away its power. Yeah. And, and so the finding and healing that deeper hurt is just literally one of the most important things you can ever, ever do. Wonderful, wonderful. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life, Bill? Say that again, please. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life? Uh, well, when I do things that recharge the batteries to my soul. And one thing I do is I go for long walks. And uh, when I just go for a long walk, just something about it is like I, I get answers, I get restored. You know, that just that, that works really great for me. Excellent. And sometimes, sometimes I'll do a, uh, a meditation where I, you know, put myself back in that experience of love. And, uh, and when I do things like this, it's just my life just works a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I like meditation as well. So what would you recommend that our abundant leaders read um, on this subject and why? Of course, you know, we got your two books that we're definitely going to have listed in the show notes. But what other books would you recommend and why? Well, uh, I'm actually not a big reader, so I don't have. Um, so I can't tell you what books I would recommend other than the ones that uh, that I wrote because I just don't I just don't know of them. You know, I know that I, I like uh, Marion Williams uh, and Eckhart Tolle. I love uh, things that they say and do. So, so I was so I would just say any books by Marion Williamson or or Eckhart Tolle. That's what I would vote for. Excellent. Yeah, great. And well, and of course, like I said, we'll have your books listed out there as well because I'm sure they're wonderful resources. What do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? Running from their hurt, running from their hurt, uh, because the avoidance of hurt creates all sorts of negativity. That that uh, being free of your hurt, the willingness to experience anything is is key. Yeah, absolutely. So, what what does living a life of abundance mean to you? For me, it's living in the experience of love. Uh, who we are underneath all the junk is pure love, pure creation, pure possibility. Who we are is that experience of love. When you're in that experience of love, you're happy, you're alive, you're free, you feel good about yourself, you feel good about life, you're on top of life, you have a very positive attitude, you radiate that positive energy into the world around you, and then great things happen. And that's the natural state. And when you're in that state, it's like the circumstances are irrelevant. That's the ultimate of abundance. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got nothing to do with dollars. It's got nothing to do with any of your circumstances. It's like you're present with who you are. And in that state of love, life is wonderful. It's so true. That is is 100% my experience as well as I said earlier. Absolutely love that. So, Bill, wonderful conversation. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I learned a lot through the process of going through this conversation. What did we not talk about? Do you want to ensure that our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? 
Yeah, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, like there, there's things we could go into that we could spend a half hour, half hour or so on each one of them. But yeah, we we covered all the main things. Perfect. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> then that works out. That works out perfect. Brother, I'm going to have your website, uh, masteryoflife.com, linked up in the show notes along with both of your books. And, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the site and what they're going to get from it and what some of the most, the biggest highlights are. Very good. Okay, now the, the two books that I wrote, the How to Heal a Painful Relationship, and that's the book I was on Oprah for. And that's about how do you in the cycle of conflict and heal the relationship one human being to another. The Get Your Power Back book, that's about how do you find and heal these deeper issues that mess everything up. So both the books are, are, are real powerful. The website, masteryoflife.com, uh, go there, and then there's a section on articles and more, and I've got a bunch of articles and videos, and, and you'll be able to see very specifically uh, why your life is the way that it is. You'll see how we create our lives, why it's the way it is, and and you'll see very specifically, you know, how to have it be great. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then also, I've got a, a free e-course that you can get on the uh, the website also that that walks you through the steps of literally transforming your life. Excellent, there's, excellent. There literally, there's a step by step process for having life work. Imagine you know that. I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I saw yeah. the e courses down there. There's a link down there at the bottom. Great site, great information, and um, guys, go there, check it out. I'll have all of that linked up at menofabundance.com, uh, so you don't have to write everything down. You already know that one. And uh, Bill, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to sharing you with uh, all of our abundant leaders out there. Well, thank you. I very, very much enjoyed hanging out with you. I appreciate that. And go out and live your life of abundance, man, and keep paying it forward. Aloha. Take care. Bye-bye. All right, guys. You can make excuses and give up your power, but that is not living a life of abundance. I know you're here because you want to have the power to live your life of abundance and whatever that means to you. So don't be afraid. Overcome the fear. Fear is real. Don't ever let anybody tell you that fear is false evidence appearing real. Fear is real. You've heard me say it before. The cure for fear is action. Once you take action, like I said it many times before, jumping off that high dive. Once you jump off that high dive one time and you get over that fear, then you realize you didn't die. And you had fun, and you do it over and over again. Next thing you know, you're doing flips and gainers and swan dives and all kinds of stuff. You're just getting creative. And that's where life gets fun. It's when you overcome that fear by taking action and just have fun. All right? So go out there, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.